I'm Dr. John Tam, and welcome to the Career Change Advice Podcast. My definition of the good career is one that is aligned to who you are, whether it's clocking an 80-hour work week or having a job that just passes time so you can go home and spend it with your loved ones. I believe that a good career works for you and not the other way around. I promise to support you with every single episode with sound career advice for positive change, whether it's minor tweaks or a full-on career switch. Let's begin. Welcome back to my channel, the best place for hardworking and ambitious millennial professionals who feel stuck in their careers to find their dream careers. In this video, I'm going to break down the intrinsic and extrinsic motivational psychology behind a satisfying career. Make sure you subscribe and click the notification bell to receive regular updates on all things related to career change. Also, join my Facebook group called Career Change Advice, where you can chat with like-minded people who are interested in making their careers work for them rather than the other way around. Hi, I'm Dr. John Tam. I have a PhD in sociology from Oxford, and I'm passionate about helping millennial professionals find their dream careers through gaining clarity and building soft skills. So without further ado, let's dive into the intrinsic and extrinsic motivational psychology behind a satisfying career. I want to tell you a story. Once upon a time, there was an old man who had a garden and he loves that garden. He takes care of it. And then one day you have a bunch of kids come around and these uh, kids, you know, just mess it up, right? These are teenagers that just love to wreak havoc to the neighborhood. And so they went to his garden and just, you know, tore things up and made a mess out of it. And the old man was obviously very unhappy with it, right? However, the next day when those kids came by, he's like, okay, they're coming back now. What should I do? And so he came up with an idea. And so he walked up to the kids and he told them like, hey, thank you for wrecking my garden. I want to pay you a nickel for this. Can you keep doing this, please? And so the kids were like, wow, that's swell, right? I'm here wrecking things anyways, and now I'm getting paid for it. Awesome. So they take the nickel and they wreck it some more. The next day, the kids came back and the old man walked up to him and was like, hey, uh, here's another nickel for your efforts. And the kids like, yeah, right? And then they wreak some more havoc. Now, the day after the kids came back, the old man walked up to them and he's like, hey, I can't pay you a nickel today, but here's a penny. And then the kids are like, oh, okay, I'll take the penny, right? And then they do the same stuff. The next day, the kids came back and then the old man walked up and was like, hey, I don't have any more money. I'm not going to pay you for wrecking my garden. And then the kids are like, oh, forget this then. We're not going to wreck your garden. And then the kids moved away. Now, the moral of the story is quite simple, right? But I'm curious. Have you heard of a story before? Let me know in the comments. And we need to work with definitions here. So there's intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation is the inherent satisfaction of doing something for the sake of doing it because it's fun to do and you like doing it. It puts you in a state of flow, which I talked about in the last video. And extrinsic motivators are basically the carrot and stick approach. And the carrot and stick approach is basically you give someone a carrot or you smack them with a stick or you can reverse it and like take away the carrot, right? So the person by default has a carrot or you can also reward them by ending the punishment, right? So take away the stick. Either way, the carrot and stick approach is an extrinsic motivation approach. And this research was essentially done by Edward Desi and Richard Ryan at the University of Rochester back in the 60s, where he had people playing with soma blocks and that's when he measured whether they enjoy doing it or not and whether adding extrinsic motivators is going to deter someone's natural proclivity towards playing with these soma blocks and i'm not going to dive into the story but this theoretical framework of self-determination theory has been made very popular by daniel pink and his book drive and drive is more popular in the corporate world in the field of education alfie Cohn is kind of the authority figure for that with his book called punished by rewards and essentially when you you look at self-determination theory it categorizes two types of motivation right extrinsic and intrinsic now for extrinsic motivation we know several things extrinsic motivators does increase 
productivity, but it increases productivity for rote and repetitive tasks. And it's only a short term increase of productivity. Research has also shown that when you give more money to people so that they can fix a problem and that problem requires creativity, then it actually inhibits creativity. It actually makes it harder for people to be creative about it because they're thinking about the money. On the other hand though, if you want people to be on an assembly line and assemble their stuff faster, then money does make an impact. It's important to know that I've talked about this in other videos as well, that money makes you happier only to a certain point of your income. So once you hit the 60 to 80K mark in the Western developed world, basically money no longer gives you that much happiness in return. And for people who are in creative industries where you need to be creative and solve problems. And that's why some people feel unhappy in their jobs, even though they get paid a lot, because the fact of the matter is what's motivating them is no longer the money. They are looking for intrinsic motivators and things that constantly put them in a state of flow so that they can enjoy their work. And this is a common misconception within pretty much education and the business world. And so what are intrinsic motivators? Well, you can use the acronym CAR for that, right? And so the first letter for CAR stands for competence, which means you are good at something and you gain satisfaction from it. And if I'm good at playing basketball, I want to play at a level where it's somewhat challenging and not boring, but at the same time, it's not like overwhelmingly difficult, right? Now, if you reach a level of competence where you can supersede that challenge, then you want to find the next level and keep facing the challenge because that drives you, because that is intrinsically satisfying just to overcome that challenge. Same thing for Soma puzzles, right? Or video games. If you have a level where you're constantly, you know, if you have a level where you walk in and the enemy just blows you up in one shot and you absolutely stand no chance, you're not gonna play that game, it's not fun. The funnest games are those games which you feel like you have a chance if you play your cards right, if you don't get shot, and if you make the right moves. And those are the funnest games because they are challenging and they push you and they basically stimulate your dopaminergic system so that you keep going and you keep exploring and you keep finding new ways to address that problem. And that comes down to skills, right? We need to have the right skills to navigate the workplace. And I would highly recommend you to check out my career change mindset video where I talk about how skills are now the defining feature of work. And it's no longer about what titles you carry. It's about what skills you have. And I'll put that in the cards above. Another thing is that well, you need to also get a range of experiences to find what is the best skill for you. And for that, that means having a wide array of experiences. And that's why I highly recommend people in their 20s when they're relatively young to job hop. And I don't mean job hopping without any rhyme or reason. Like it has to have a rhyme and a reason. And each of these moves are strategically aligned to pursue and explore the best skill that you have. And so I would highly recommend you to check out my job hopping video, which I'll put in the corner above. The next acronym for CAR is autonomy. And autonomy is essentially what allows you to pursue what you want to do. When you have the freedom to do what you want to do, and there is no one holding a stick or a carrot to lure you away from what is intrinsically satisfying for you, and essentially you control your own destiny, that's when you are satisfied. And that's why it's so important to do the legwork and do the research before you enter a career. A lot of people settle into their careers without thinking it through and they go into that career because it was there, it was convenient and they just applied to 200 jobs and that's the one that decided to hire them. When you don't have the power to negotiate, when you don't have the power to decide for yourself which direction you wanna go, you are basically entering a slave agreement because you have no say, you have no autonomy. What's to stop that employer from you know taking away the carrot or landing a stick on you and basically controlling how you feel on a daily basis? And that's what a lot of people struggle with because when they went into the workplace, they didn't really do the research, they didn't really do the legwork, 
on finding out what career is the best fit for them. And I have a video on informational interviews on how to learn what's the best career for you. And I highly recommend you to check it out and I'll put it in the cards above. The last letter for car is relatedness. And what relatedness is, is being in a community of people who are supportive of you and you feel like you are part of something that's bigger than yourself. And because human beings are social creatures, when you're in a community, you are much more motivated and there is emotional energy that's going through one another. And what we find in psychology and sociology is that people mirror one another. Like when people are talking and they are engaged, their mirror neurons are literally firing and they are much more in sync. And this is a fascinating example. When two people are emailing one another, if you know there is someone else on that email line waiting for your email and they're gonna reply right away, your brain literally fires in a different way. It fires in a way that it's like it's interacting with someone. Now, if you email someone and you don't expect them to see the email right away and you don't know when they're going to see it, your brain is firing in a way that like, okay, I'm writing a note and I don't expect anyone to see it until later. And that is fundamentally different. And in that sense, even when people are interacting via email, the creativity that is spurred by this interaction is much stronger. And that's why being in a community of people who motivate you is so important for your career. And I would highly recommend you to check out the video, which I'll put in the cards above, about the importance of nurturing a network at each stage of your career. Now, having broken down what extrinsic and intrinsic motivation is, I want to specify two things, right? Number one, is that these things feed into one another. If you are competent, you will have more autonomy. If you have more autonomy, then you get to choose who you want around you and you get to build a community. And being in a network of people who are similar, you get better at what you're doing and you become more competent. And essentially they are mutually reinforcing. And that's why when you look at network analysis and you look at you know people who are the richest, they hang around with other rich people. People who are the best scientists, their best friends tend to be scientists as well. People who are the best athletes tend to have athlete friends, right? Because they're always in that community of people that's encouraging one another, exchanging resources, and pushing one another to become better versions of themselves. And so that's the mutually reinforcing aspect of the CAR acronym. Another thing I want to specify is that it is possible for extrinsic motivation to become internalized to become an intrinsic motivator. And so it's important to know that it's not a false dichotomy. And this is something that Asian families are notorious for. When kids are young, you make them play piano with the carrot and stick approach, right? Hey, candy for you if you play your piano or whatever stick approach is right in terms of the punishment it doesn't have to be physical it could be taking away video game rights it could be grounding them but basically the carrot and stick approach when you start using it on a child the child is like okay i am learning this so when you start using the carrot and stick approach on someone to become competent at a skill once that person becomes competent at the skill you start removing those extrinsic motivators and that person starts finding like, hey i actually like playing piano hey i'm actually good at this and it's making me feel good and they start participating in a community of musicians and then and because they're the best pianists in that community they have more freedom to decide what music they want to play and then the whole cycle you know just reinforces itself and so that's why it's important to know that extrinsic and intrinsic motivation is not a false dichotomy they are mutually reinforcing and that applies to your work and this is not only a child thing it's a thing that applies for all humankind throughout their life because at each stage of your life in your work there are going to be things that are intrinsically motivating and there's going to be things that are extrinsically motivating and 
you really want to place the priority on what's intrinsically motivating if you want to be happy in your career. And so I would highly recommend you to check out my free training on how to find your dream career, which I'll put in the details below. And also check out my guide, which also teaches you how to find your dream career, which I'll also put in the links below. And of course, personality plays a major role in terms of what is satisfying for you or not. So an introvert will find quiet activities to be intrinsically motivating, while an extrovert will find social activities to be intrinsically motivating. And I have a free, quick, and accurate personality test, which I'll also put in the links below. Make sure to join my Facebook group, Career Change Advice, to be in a community of people who are interested in making their careers work for them rather than the other way around. In my next video, I'm going to discuss how to find this intrinsic motivation by gaining clarity in your 20s. So make sure you subscribe and click the notification bell for updates for when it comes out. Also leave a comment below and let me know your thoughts about this video. Don't forget to give it a like and share it with your network if you found this to be valuable. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with others who want their careers to work for them. Congrats for showing up and being your own career advocate today. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode.